EO Fire 1341. Eat right, sleep right, get up early and, and get it done. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is where I share all the tips, tools, and tactics that make EO Fire a seven figure business. Text EO Fire to 33444 and ignite. Entrepreneurs, near and far, John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Ryan Stewart. Ryan, are you prepared to ignite? I am, JLD. Yes. Ryan owns Webris, which provides both agency services and online training courses for marketers. He is living proof that in today's world, even non-entrepreneurs can build a business. All right, Ryan, take a minute, fill in any gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Yeah, absolutely. So I've been in the digital space now for about eight years. I got my start working in big, big consulting. Uh, just wasn't for me for a lot of reasons. End up, ended up pushing into my own little consulting business, um, scaling up to an agency. And really, like you said, I mean, perfectly, just kind of the living example of how um, the internet gives us so much opportunity right now to take advantage of. So I also do some e-commerce stuff. Um, like I said, I just launched my first training, like you just said. Um, I do consulting and contract work. My agency drives most of my revenue. Um, and then I just create a ton of content to market it all. And uh, I'm currently residing in Miami from the great Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Nice. But I've been in Miami now for a couple of years. So yeah. you're still a Patriots fan, obviously. Oh, diehard. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that revenue, though, and let's get specific for a minute. How Please. do you generate revenue? What are the streams that bring dollars in the doors? So my agency, Webris, we do end-to-end uh, -end digital marketing. We, we focus heavily, heavily on content creation um, and organic search marketing, but we're pushing hard a lot into social for for obvious reasons. Um, that makes up about 75% of my yearly revenue um, in terms of income. I just launched my first training course, Ooh. which did six figures surprisingly. I was very surprised at how much it did, um, which was very exciting. I, I, I promised myself that I would never ever go down um, kind of the internet marketing guru route, but I was getting so many requests from from my small tribe and from clients and stuff that I did it. It went really well, and now I want to do more of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh -huh. I like, yeah, it's it's a it's a very lucrative business for a lot of reasons. Um, and then I do e-commerce. Uh, I'm launching uh, another e-commerce store that sells shoelaces, tied in with some Amazon FBA stuff. A lot of opportunity there, um, and then consulting and contract work. Uh, currently on contract with a very, very large digital agency, um, doing some SEO and analytics work for them and some of their clients. So I get exposed to some of the world's largest brands um, in kind of the day-to-day -day marketing and, and, and the tech behind that. So a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. So hopefully that answers it. It answers it. And you did say that you were surprised with the six figure course launch. And let's dig a little deeper into this. Cause I think that is surprising because most people are surprised when they don't hit their numbers instead of being surprised that they way exceed their numbers. So looking back in hindsight, now that you had that great success, what were the reasons that was so successful? Yeah. A number of reasons. Um, number one, I have always been a big proponent that whether you have a product or a service or whatever it is that you sell, 
whatever it is that you do, that is the most important thing and focusing on the quality of the service, the quality of the food that you serve, the product that you, whatever it may be, that quality is your best marketing tool. Because even today, there's nothing more powerful than word of mouth marketing, especially with the review sites that are up right now. So I took about six months to build it out. Um, and then once I built it out, I gave it to some close colleagues that are in the, uh, the SEO space to get, to get honest feedback. And they told me it wasn't that good. So I did it again. Um, so I focused very, very heavily on the quality of the product. Um, I also did a lot of market research. I asked people who had bought courses before that were similar. I said, Hey, what was wrong with it? And what a lot of people were telling me was that, um, the trainings, a lot of trainings, they just kind of regurgitate information that we already know. Um, what they said that a lot of trainings lacked was was process, right? And kind of a blueprint to just plug and chug into business. I mean, every online entrepreneur knows how busy they are. There's just not enough hours in the day. So, you know, watching a, a 50 video course is just not, it's just not going to happen. Um, so I've formatted it to be very much so, hey, this is a blueprint. Every module is broken down into short three minute or less videos that are very, very actionable. I gave them a step by step PDF for each video. Um, and really, I built it to pass off to staff or freelancers or VAs or whatever that may be. Um, and then number three, just about the product was it tackled a major a major pain point with with SEOs, which is which is link building, which to this day is still the number one ranking factor with Google um, and people struggle with it um, just in terms of quality, in terms of doing it at scale. Um, you know, if you've got 50 clients and they each need 20 to 50 links a month to keep up, uh, it's a problem. So I built a course that addressed that. Um, and then secondly was marketing. I just set up an incredible Facebook funnel <laughs> and it's still killing it, still bringing in a revenue two months later. So, well, that's what I'm actually most curious about because, yeah. you know, you created a great course. Awesome. Like proud of you. But how did you get butts in the doors? Like, how did that happen? So first thing I did, uh, you know, I'm a, a, really at the heart of what I do. I'm a content marketer. Um, so what I did was I started building content around the space. So I did, uh, you know, I see a lot of stuff. I'm kind of like a, an anti-internet marketer. I see a lot of people in the space that do like these just-in-time webinars where they pre-record a webinar. Um, and they put it on Facebook like it's a live webinar, right? And they get you to opt in and, and that stuff. I know that it works. Um, but I took it one step further and I said, okay, like, and I called that out. I said, look, you know that um, these are not real webinars. I put this webinar on YouTube for you for free. You can check it out. I host it on my blog. So I added a really valuable layer of content that did not require people to opt in. It just got people's foot in the door. And that allowed me to go out and promote that to cold traffic. Right. Which I think a lot of people skip over. Um, they a lot of times people will just say, hey, like, you know, somebody been to, has been to my website. Let me hit them with some remarketing ads like, you know, they must be interested. That's not the case. I mean, standard website conversion rate is what? Maybe two percent. So you figure the other 98 people, percent of people that already have been to your website are not interested in buying. So even remarketing to website audiences is a waste of time. The way to do that is by creating that layer of content. So again, like I said, I did the webinar um, and then I did two more really long form, really awesome, just really, really good blog posts that I took. Um, I cookied them with Facebook custom audiences. So I know that anytime that somebody's been to that blog post, I can retarget that traffic, right? So I took those pieces of content and I just blasted them on Facebook ads to cold audiences and to warm audiences, my Facebook page and remarketing. So I used those 
pieces of content as the entry point to my funnel. Because not only can you promote those on Facebook, but what you can do is you can take those and you can, you can do outreach for them. You can do guest posting. Um, you can do all sorts of stuff, email exchanges, right? I mean, all sorts of promotional exchanges. The goal is instead of getting people to the landing page, which is a sales page, which nobody wants to promote for you, is you get people to that piece of valuable content, right? Because that's something that you can promote anywhere. Um, and then once they hit that piece of content, then they're in my Facebook funnel. So after that, um, I've got a video message that says to the people, hey, you know, I really appreciate you checking out my webinar. Or, hey, I really appreciate you checking out this blog post about link building. Just to let you know, I left some stuff out. Check it out here. And then I drive people to the landing page. And then from there, I retarget lost traffic. So anybody that did not opt into the landing page, I have another video message that says, hey, you know, thanks for coming to the landing page. Uh, did you know that there's a free trial? You know, click here to check it out. So how long were you running these Facebook ads for? I've been running them. I still have them up. <laughs> so I launched in, in uh, I think it was February 1st. Um, and I still, and I was getting probably about four or five sales a day when I first launched and I was promoting it hard. I was doing a lot of outreach to other marketers and promoting that content and just getting people in the funnel. Um, and then now I'm getting probably about two to three sales a week still because those pieces of content aren't getting as much traffic as they were when I first launched. Um, so obviously less people are getting into that funnel, but the people that are in that funnel are highly qualified. Okay, so you started the Facebook ads back in February, and when was your mm -hmm. actual launch of the course? The hard launch was February 1st. Okay, and that's the day you started running Facebook ads was launch yep. day? Yep. Okay, and then how much were you running in Facebook ads per day? <sighs> Not much, like 25 bucks. <laughs> so what was your total ad spend through your six-figure launch? Like you said, you did a six-figure launch. Like, yeah. What was the total ad spend? I know you're still doing it, but... About, about $900. So $900 for yeah. a six figure launch fire yeah. nation. So if you're doing it right, if you're not just retargeting the world, but you're retargeting people that have gone to a specific blog post on a specific topic and saying, Hey, mm -hmm. you want more of this stuff. You wouldn't have been to this blog post. Otherwise let's make this happen. I mean, those yeah. are mind blowing numbers. So we could talk about this all day, but I want to shift to what you consider Ryan, your worst entrepreneurial moment. Now I know one of your worst moments in your life was a 2008 Super Bowl. Like I was there, I feel you. <laughs> like it still hurts me to this day. 18 and one. But listen, what was the worst entrepreneurial moment of your life? I failed just miserably my first couple of times trying to launch a business. Well, there's just one worst moment. So take us right there. Tell us that story. The worst moment for me was my third time trying to launch a business. I had partnered with somebody who, I mean, we were killing it. We were doing, it was an SEO agency. Um, we were doing about, you know, 40,000 a month in client revenue. And I kid you not, I woke up about eight months into it. I was 40% owner of the company on paper in LLC, Sunbiz, all that stuff. And I woke up one morning and all of the passwords had been changed. I couldn't get into the bank account, couldn't get into my email. Um, the kid just, well, the guy, he just totally cut me out. Um, apparently, you know, we had had some things that I didn't see coming and he just, just cut, totally cut me out. He was majority owner of business. And literally I was, I woke up one morning and I had nothing. Um, and it was a very, very kind of a low point kick in the, kick in the stomach type point for me, but yeah. you know, hate to get cliche with it. Um, but honestly, I mean, I am so thankful that it happened because obviously I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. And, you know, just the learning experience from that, um, it's, it's 
it's incredible. Well, you let know? me break so, this down, Fire Nation. I yeah. mean, when you think you're having your worst entrepreneurial moment, what it might be doing is just clearing your time, your energy, and bandwidth for something bigger, for something better. I mean, if, you know, Ryan just kept his nose to the grindstone and this thing was working, so he just kept doing it, like he would probably still be doing it to this day for better yeah. or for worse. And as he shared, it probably would have been for worse because what he's done now, you know, he's rocking and rolling. He's his own man. He has the freedom to choose to do what he wants to do. Six-figure launches on EO Fire. I mean, you know, he's done some great things since that moment. So those worst moments are tough. We get it. That's why we talk about it. But sometimes, yeah. man, they just clear all that junk that you didn't even realize you were carrying on your shoulders, you hit that reset button. Okay, where am I going to spend this newfound time, energy, bandwidth? Let's make this happen. So that's my big takeaway, Ryan. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? Uh, you know, again, I hate to be cliche, but just just keep pushing, man. And honestly, believe in yourself. Again, another cliche, but you know, I partnered with somebody because I had thought that the value that I would get was something that. I didn't bring to the table, but, you know, be careful who you partner with and, and honestly have faith in yourself, have faith in your abilities because you can do it by yourself. There's really nothing in this world anymore that if you don't put your mind to it, I mean, I have an MBA and I learned everything that I know on a daily basis on YouTube. I use none of it. So, so the information in the, the opportunities are out there. It just takes the faith in yourself. It takes the, the patience and it takes obviously putting in the work to get it done. So Ryan, let's shift because you've had a lot of great aha moments, but just take us to one of your greatest aha moments to date and tell us that story. Yeah. So I, like I said, I used to work in um, big consulting and it was a great job, a really good job. It was with Accenture, the biggest consulting company in the world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was making good money. I was 24, 25 years old, but you know, just like everybody, probably 95% of the people listening to the show. And I, I know you too, JLD. Yeah. I mean, you just weren't happy. Like there was just something missing, right? I mean, it was it, the combination of the traffic, the putting on the suit, just, you know, doing work you're not passionate about. It was kind of just a long process of just eroding away at your mental stability, you know? Um, and, and I think the biggest aha moment that I had though, especially now, I mean, there's so much, you know, there's so much thought that goes into it that you have to go all in. You have to quit your job. You know, uh, that's the only way to be an entrepreneur. But, you know, my biggest aha moment was, you know, I can build a business on my own on the side while still keeping the security of a job. Because honestly, I am not an entrepreneur, entrepreneurial type of person. You know, growing up, I didn't want a business. I wasn't selling, you know, lemonade on the corner. I was never that person. <laughs> I was an introvert, right? But just the power of the internet and the, the, the ability to, to just work on your own time, like you do not have to quit your job. You know, people ask me all the time, you know, how do you get to where you are? I'm ready to quit my job. I'm ready to go all in. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> you don't necessarily have to do that. It's just not a good idea sometimes, right? Because having that job, having that steady income, it allows you to fail, right? And it takes away the risk and failing because you're going to fail. There's absolutely no doubt about it. You want to start a business for the first time. You're not just going to start selling shoelaces online and be successful. It just doesn't happen, you know? So, Having some sort of steady income, I think, is is highly kind of undervalued in this community, especially now um, when there's so much talk about you know hustle and going all in and and and, and doing what you love, pursuing your dream, was which I am all about. But again, my aha moment when I was sitting there at work and I was like, I have time, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm working for what four hours a day, and then the other twenty are mine, right? So I took that and I took advantage of it. So uh, again, I don't think you have to be necessarily like this all in type of person 
you know, the hustle mentality, whatever you want to call it. You don't necessarily have to do that in today's world, which is just another beautiful time to be alive, right? Well, Ryan, besides our love for the New England Patriots, we do share a lot more in common. I mean, I was not an entrepreneur in any way, shape, and form until I was 32 years old. In fact, you know, the last four years have been awesome, and I've loved every minute of entrepreneurship for sure. I mean, I'm all in, but I recently did a Snapchat rant in Fire Nation. Follow me at John Lee Dumas. I do daily rants, drop value bombs <laughs> about GV180. That's Gary Vaynerchuk 180. That's me. I'm 180 degrees different than Gary Vaynerchuk in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. We're both hustlers. I know you're a hustler, Ryan, but I hustle my own way. You know, here I am in a tank top and, and mesh shorts talking, you know, into my microphone in my living room. I mean, that's my idea of hustling and that's the business that I wanted to grow and that's the hustle that I wanted to put in. You know, it wasn't flying around the world every other day and and doing this and doing that and building a 600 person company. But there's different ways that you can hustle and you got to find what's right for you. I mean, maybe you do want that Gary Vaynerchuk lifestyle. Maybe you want more of the JLD lifestyle or you hear what Ryan's doing. You know, he has a little bit of a different twist as well. I mean, you need to find where you want your hustle to be focused and then make that happen. So it doesn't have to be one way or the other. You can define your hustle, but that word hustle does have to be involved. I mean, Ryan would not have had a six figure launch if he hadn't hustled. Now, what's the one clear lesson that you want to make sure Fire Nation takes away from your aha moment? Just get started. (laughs) It's the hardest part. And I I know there's so much information. Again, like somebody like Gary Vee, so inspirational, so much great content out there. Just pick something and get started. Because again, like I hate to talk in cliches, but you have to go through a growing process. You have to do what you're doing and fail and continue to grow, continue to learn, continue pushing. So whatever it is that's on your mind, the barriers to entry right now are so low. I mean, you can start a website, you can start a face, whatever it is for, for free. I mean, you don't necessarily need capital right now, right? In the ability to create your own content and promote it organically, right? I mean, places like Reddit, Quora, Facebook groups. Um, I mean, even outreach, like I'm here talking to you for free, right? I mean, this is a, a content promotion type of channel. So totally. it's the, the ability to do it is there. You just got to take that first step and honestly, and take that risk because I mean, you know, JLD, there, there's a point where you're creating stuff where nobody <laughs> so is true. watching and nobody cares and you've got to push through Gotta that. Got to push through despite what people are telling you. so I do need to have an on-air intervention with you, Ryan, because despite the fact that you claim not to like to talk in cliches, you've now done that three times. And I know. You've admitted it. So <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We're just going to call a spade a spade, brother. You love talking in cliches. Just own it. Own it. Own it. Right, you got me. You got me, man. <laughs> What's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Ah, <sighs> man. Um, two things, really. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of cynical. <laughs> I, I doubt things until you convince me. Um, and I'm very, very hands-on. I mean, it's, it's still, I really thought you were gonna be like, I'm very, very handsome. And I was like, Whoa, <laughs> no, I'm pretty good looking too. <laughs> no, no, I'm arrogant too, but I'm not that arrogant, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm very hands-on and, and it's, it's been my biggest challenge of scaling my, my agency because, um, when you're doing a service-based business, you cannot do everything. You need a good team. You need a good team. You need a good process. So, my biggest challenge is is passing off the reins mm-hmm. to my team um, and unplugging myself from that and just going out and focusing on you know the business owner type things, right? Growing the business, building relationships, focusing on profitability, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, so that's definitely my biggest challenge that I still struggle with to this day. So passing that off to other people. What's your biggest strength? My biggest strength, I mean, probably honestly, my my competitive nature. I just I, I think it's something that 
I don't know, maybe you're born with, I mean, I was an athlete all my life. I was a scholarship football player in college. It's just something that's inside of me. I hate, I hate to lose. I love to win and I love the process of winning. Like I love the work that goes into winning. I mean, I used to love working out for football and pushing myself to the absolute limit because I knew that's what it took. And it's the same thing with building a business, right? I was actually listening to one of your previous podcasts, the guy that played in the NFL and he was oh, yeah. you know, asking how you replace something of that level of competition. And I mean, business is that competitive. And that's, I think that's why it's so addicting, right? Like I don't necessarily love marketing, but I love how hard it is. You know, I love, I love the challenge and the competition um, in facing off with, with the ability to potentially go head to head with someone like a Gary Vaynerchuk. That excites me, right? I love that type of stuff. So that's probably my biggest strength is just my competitive drive and, and, and my need to win. <laughs> And when you do it right and you put in the work, I mean, the trophy is the money coming in because that is proof of concept. It is not going to come in, Fire Nation, unless you're really doing what's right, providing the value, being there, listening, asking the questions, responding to their pain points with challenges and, and obstacles that you're, you're providing the solution for. I mean, critical stuff. Now, Ryan, what are you more fired up about today than anything else? I mean, again, the opportunities that we have, there are so many outlets, <laughs> so many outlets. I mean, literally, if you have a cell phone, it's not even a computer and an internet connection. If you just have a cell phone and you can create video, you can create images, you can write on your cell phone, you can blog. I mean, there's so many opportunities for you to do anything, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Google, buying habits, buying traffic, all this type of stuff. I mean, I'm just excited about the opportunities that we have and honestly where things are going because we haven't even tapped, seen, we haven't even scratched the surface on, on where things are going. So again, I mean, I'm excited about the opportunity that everybody has and, uh, you know, the ability to take advantage of that in such a quick time. Well, I'm excited about the lightning round. So Fire Nation, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Ever started working on a project and been so excited you forgot about hiring someone to help make it a reality? Finding someone who is trustworthy and who can help bring your project to life is a big deal. That's why I love super niche businesses created to help solve a specific pain point like TopTal. I interviewed the founder of TopTal, Brendan, back on episode 132 of EO Fire. Brendan is very passionate about helping people find the perfect developer or designer, so much so that TopTal only accepts the top 3% of those they screen. TopTal also offers a risk-free two-week trial period. If you're not happy with the work done during your trial period, TopTal will pay the developer or designer and you'll get your money back. To get started on this amazing two-week no-risk trial, visit toptal.com fire or shoot me an email and I'll personally introduce you to the executive at TopTal who can help you get set up. John at eofire.com. Ryan, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Always. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Culture and fear. What is the best advice you've ever received? From my dad, actually. And it's going to sound kind of weird, but- It's going to sound cliche? <laughs> no, it's, it's actually, it's actually going to sound contradictory at first. Okay. Um, I graduated from great undergrad school, College of Holy Cross in 2009 when the economy was just really, really bad. I mean, you couldn't get a job at McDonald's if you tried to, you know, despite what degree you had. And I had a double major in econ and graphic design and I really wanted to go into graphic design. And my dad told me he didn't really want me to go into graphic design because I mean, I was looking at like a 18 to 20,000 year salary. 
And he said, you know, you, you can do what you love and get by or not worry about money. He said, or you can do what you have to do in order to live a life that you love. And, you know, I, I love my father to death, my family. I don't think that his advice was wrong. I think he was telling me what he believed to be true. Right. I mean, he grew up in a different time um, where you did what you had to do. Right. That's just what people did. It wasn't about doing what you loved. It was about getting the best job possible, getting an education, providing for your family. You know, obviously we live in a different time. But if he didn't give me that advice, um, I obviously chose money over love. Um, but I never would have gone down that path. I never would have worked for Accenture. And I never would have found out for myself just how much I didn't fit in that lifestyle. And I never would have discovered the opportunities. I mean, I would have been doing graph design and probably still doing it and making an, an okay salary, right? But um, potentially back in the same position where I am. So, I mean, it's kind of ironic that he gave me advice that pushed me the other way. <laughs> but again, I just, I never would have, it never would have forced me into the mentality that I'm in today if he didn't. What is a personal habit that contributes to your success? Eat right, sleep right, get up early and, and get it done. What time are you falling asleep at night? About 11. I'm not too bad. I get up around 5, 5.30 though. Oof, I, don't, I don't like that only six hours of sleep, Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's not for everyone, I guess. Go I drink to, a lot. Go, go to bed earlier. That's my <laughs> recommendation. Get eight hours, seven and a half at least. I know. Share I know. an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. The entire Google Drive suite, sheets, mm, dots, everything. Incredible. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? Oh, man, I'm going to sound so ignorant, but I, I haven't read a book in a very long time. Not because I, 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 I don't value them, but because... Um, Have you listened to an audiobook recently? I listened to the Ask Gary Vee book. Ooh, um, Ask Gary Vee. Yeah, it was great. I love, I'm a huge Gary Vee fan, love but... It. I'm I'm a product of my generation. My my attention is No, we're gonna put the audiobook by Gary S. Gary V. I mean that's great. I'm actually on like chapter twenty-four or something right now. It's amazing, Fire Nation. Make yeah, it's it really good. happen. Ryan, yeah. we're gonna end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you. The best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. The advice that I have to you is that you do not have to be Again, I love Gary Vee, but you do not have to be the Gary Vee type. You do not have to be the all in, the I'm going to sleep on a couch type of person. You know, we live in a time that everybody, like the word entrepreneur has almost lost its meaning because you can essentially take the risk out of running a business um, because of the internet and because of, you know, if you're willing to put in 12 hour days and work in the nighttime, you can build your own business and make the transition and never feel any downsides of it. So that's my biggest piece of advice. The best place to connect with me, you can check me out on my blog. It's webris, W-E-B-R-I-S.org slash blog. Um, or on Facebook. I'm doing a lot of stuff on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash hello webris. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with RS and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Ryan in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Of course, you can just go straight to webris.org slash blog to see more of what Ryan has going on. And Ryan, I just want to thank you for number one, being a loyal Patriots fan, but number two, sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. I'm happy to. Thank you, JLD. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. 
The accomplishment of your number one goal is just 100 days away. Text JOURNAL to 33444 and begin your path to freedom with The Freedom Journal. Ignite!